Hey all, welcome to our podcast from OK to KO, following our journey from an OK life to a knockout life. Every Sunday after breakfast, we'll be sitting down and having a chat and publishing it as a podcast, and we hope you enjoy. Morning, Kira. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Happy birthday for yesterday. Thank you. It's actually not my birthday. It wasn't my birthday yesterday, but we had a little birthday celebration yesterday. It was awesome. It was so nice. A great lockdown birthday. Yeah, it was amazing. Go on, paint the picture. Uh, well, we went on a walk, mm-hmm. which I think everyone does on their birthdays these days. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> um, or not on their birthdays. Um, and we were really lucky, actually, because we there was um, a bakery that you, you mm. it's like collection. You can pick up food or delivery. And um, they did after, offer afternoon tea and they have a vegan option. <laughs> so it was like super, super lucky. And it's just, it's so close to us. And I know like this isn't like, this is even since like, I don't know, three or four years ago, the vegan options done by good quality places have had have been no different but like there was nothing lacking like in the cakes and the pastries and stuff it was just top class you wouldn't yeah. know it was no not at all no not at all it was uh, amazing and it was amazing and we decorated the table mm. um and it was really nice and then i had a surprise zoom from friends it was amazing yeah. to see everyone and we did a little quiz <laughs> and then we watched Stardust, and it was really, really fun. I feel like this is really weird that I'm just like sharing my birthday with this it's podcast. It's awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. It's a really cool birthday. It just shows you lockdown birthdays can be fun. I just don't, like after when you do stuff like that. Obviously, a lot, a big part of me wants to go out and like socialize and see people again. But there's a little part of me that's sort of like, well, life would be very simple if we just never had to go out and leave and socialize in, in public ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I think it was fun because also, like, we, we put a lot of effort into it being nice. Yeah, and, exactly. Like, we we really, like, went out and decorating the table and stuff and... Yeah, exactly. It made, it made the room look pretty, so... It was cool because usually we use your birthday as an opportunity to go and, like, go somewhere nice, go and stay away for a couple of days. Yeah, we like experience birthdays. Yeah, which so we've was... brought the experience home. Yeah, exactly. But I'm looking forward to going back to uh, real-life outdoor experiences. Of course. Well course uh also afternoon tea mm. if anyone's thinking of something to do for their birthday true i highly recommend it because well any meal is always nice for your birthday isn't it but it's nice because i it's, feel like it's quite it, a british thing though afternoon tea is though. it i think so it's so leisurely yeah which is really nice because you know sometimes you look forward to the meal mm-hmm. and then like 10 minutes <clears> later you're like i finished it that's true what do we do now that happens you look out you look forward to it all day and then it's like right i was really hungry and it's done yeah and then you both finished and you've got like your plates in front of you and you're like what should we do now it's a really good point whereas afternoon tea is just so so leisurely you could be there for hours just definitely slowly eating sipping on your tea if you want, having a glass of Prosecco or something. It goes well with like a, with a, a, spark, sparkling. a sparkling Prosecco or champagne or something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I recommend it. Look it up. If you don't know what afternoons is, check it out. Google it's, it. It's, it's, it's awesome. very filling. It is, yeah. But I mean, we started eating at like five 
and uh, finished eating it about sort of 10. So yeah, but that's also because we had a We had a little a zoom in the middle, zoom, yeah, but which still, is really nice. it can yeah, be drawn out. It's really nice. Well, anyway, so your birthday's on, on uh, Tuesday, yeah? It is, yeah. It's kind of, it's a bit, I'm a bit sad because we celebrated yesterday because I was like, I need to work on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. That's just what life's like now. Just fine. I've, I've, gonna, I've got a day to myself for my birthday. Yeah. I will celebrate <laughs> in some way. Afternoon tea. I can already see the afternoon tea afternoon coming tea back. Afternoon tea for one, please. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, it was an awesome day. So, um... This is not... What the podcast? No. Is what is it? About. What is it about? Uh, tumbleweed. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay. So we we thought we think. Well, I was thinking back on what we've done last week. I can't remember if we've mentioned this or not. I don't think we have. But we've got another space next to our office space, yeah. which is super exciting. So. We were thinking a while ago, oh, wouldn't it be amazing if like one day we had a space that was just for shooting videos? Yeah, studio. Yeah. Or if we had a bigger office so we could, you know, shoot, have a space for shooting and one side for being on the desk. But the reality is you need somewhere quite big in order to, the sound for the sound or soundproof for that. 100%. You can't to... have, it doesn't matter how big the space is, if you're shooting something at one end... You need the rest of the space to be silent. Yeah, and we, we're both on calls quite a lot. Mm -hmm. So it, it, that wouldn't work. So we, we then were like, hold on. Is the, is the space next to us free? Mm. It turned out it was. Yeah. And a week later, we had it. Yeah, it happened so fast. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, like, literally, like, we had the keys. It was yeah, so exactly, cool. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And we were buying the equipment and everything. We're basically there in terms of equipment, right? Yeah. So what's it so... Actually, that's quite interesting. So the so the main purpose of it is shooting video, right? Sort of talking head video type videos, yeah. As in, we're not shoot, we're not a sort of studio that's shooting like product videos or B two C no uh, product videos. It's like us talking to camera type videos. Yeah. Yeah. And so we got the one of the things that was really important for me. I don't know if this was really that important in general. But I really wanted the coloured background. <laughs> Mm. Like the coloured wash background. So we got two coloured lights dedicated to the background. Mm -hmm. Just to make the background look super silky and colourful. And it looks amazing. And probably, if you look at how I'm using it, you're probably going to say that background is ridiculous. Because <laughs> the colours are so bright. <laughs> but I'm having fun with it. So it's all good. And then, um, what do we... <laughs> and we got a big... Um, Softbox. Okay, so that's a funny story. <laughs> that's quite funny. You've got to share this. So the softbox. So what did you get for my birthday? Well, yeah. So I thought I'd get with the softbox because that was the last missing piece, one of them. Um, we haven't fully soundproofed it yet. Like we want some padding on the walls and stuff. <clears throat> but the softbox was a big missing piece. So I was like, okay, I'll get Kira the softbox for our birthday. And I was like, oh, nice uh, newer softbox for like you know casual seventy quid or something. I thought that's a great deal. So I got the softbox. <laughs> gave, got Amazon to wrap it, gift wrap it, gave it to Kira. So this was earlier on in the week because you were like, because you knew it was something we could use, you were like, open it now. Let's just open it, yeah, exactly. Gave it to Kira, she opens it, and it just becomes quite obvious <laughs> about halfway through the opening. Like, first of all, I got it out and I was like, it's amazing how small their stuff packs down <laughs> Yeah, <here."> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Because honestly, some of their stuff does pack down very small. Yeah. That's what Newer is really good at, like really portable stuff. Anyway, what I had bought 
was just like if you know what a softbox is, it's paint like, the pic paint the picture of what we were seeing. <clears throat> so a big softbox is like a massive big light that sits in front of you, like a big circular thing, which has a big bright white light in it, and it's got a couple of diffusers in the way, <clears throat> and it's got this big casing around mm -hmm. the edge, which sort of makes it look big. All I had bought was the big casing. Yeah, so we, we open it and we see this, the casing thing and we see lots of wires to put it together. I'm like, where, where, where's the light? Uh, is, that, is there a tripod in there? Uh, no. Yeah. So there was no tripod, there was no actual light. It was just the big wire metal sort of, sort of like casing for this light, which makes it a softbox. It was the softbox itself, to be fair. Just oh, those, it's a box that's it soft. It is a soft box, yeah. Uh, <coughs> I yeah, got the soft box. We, we are not, we are very, very much amateurs. We're noobs, lighting. we're noobs, yeah. Um, and so I bought a soft box, I just haven't bought a light or a, or a tripod. So anyway, the, the total outlay, instead of like a cool casual 70 quid, was about three and a half times that. But it's all good, because we've now yes, got one of the top of the range softboxes. Look on Amazon and be like, okay, get the other stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, okay. <laughs> so the studio cost a bit more than we thought it might, but it, was it looks incredible. I mean, like this, the, uh, the videos we're getting out of it. And, and bear in mind, like, we don't know what we're doing. Like, we don't know how to use these lights. We're complete novices. Yeah, we're we're, I mean, we're trying. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're trying to learn. So even now, I think the videos look amazing. Probably to a trained eye, they're going to be like, you've got positioning wrong, the shadow's wrong on oh, your yeah, face, sure. and all that stuff. Yeah. But like from where I'm standing, it looks amazing. And it's exactly what I wanted it to look like. So I'm pretty happy. Um, so yeah, we've got a studio and it looks great. It's the point. Yeah. But the wider point was, um, was a bit more about like investing back into the business, yeah? So like, it's very tempting. Because I guess, you know, the start of the year has been okay for us. We sort of feel like we turned a little bit of a corner and we're in a good, better position now where we can invest a bit. And like, it just, it's quite tempting when you start, when you turn that corner to think, let's just buckle down. In fact, I think we had that conversation. We're like, buckle down, just keep doing what we're doing um, until we get to Bali, basically. That was the idea. But when an opportunity comes like that, it's where you can invest in your business and improve it really easily. I just think it's, an opportunity to be taken. Yeah, I think the fact that also the space next to us is free and we didn't know how long it would be free for. I think there's a lot of movement in the yeah. building that we're in. So it could have been taken and we would have, I think we both felt we would have regretted it if we didn't, if someone else moved in. Well, it's a massive value add having your studio right next to your office, like as in next door, but yeah. also because you can, you, you're in control of one of your neighbours. To be honest, you're not in control of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you can, you can talk. Like you could have a really noisy neighbour, yeah. <clears throat> which would make your studio basically redundant, yeah. more or less. So there's that as well. Fortunately, our neighbour on the other side um, is a very talented artist, but not a very loud one. No, so. but with this drummers, but that's fine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I think I, I'm I'm aware that I make a lot of noise when I'm teaching as well. So I think it's quite nice as well when you've got mutual understanding. True. That there's times where we're going to make noise and that's fine and we can all be flexible. I think mm. that's really nice. Yeah. Um, but it is also cool because because we're both on calls quite a lot. And the, the first office, if you guys listened to the earlier podcast, like 
oh my gosh, it was so exciting and so such a kind of amazing, crazy thing. What was? To have a space, our first Oh, that's space. true. Yeah, we were mad about that. Yeah. God, we've been doing this for a long time. Um, it's not that long. Oh, the podcast. Yeah. Um, well, that was less than a year ago. Yeah, because we haven't been doing this for a year, but yeah. still. Um, feels like a while ago. But yeah, I remember we were so excited about that. Yeah, and it is amazing. But because we're both on calls, yeah. often we can't both use it. Yeah. Um, if we're on a call at the same time, or if I'm teaching on Zoom and you're on a, on a call, that, yeah. So it has meant that quite a bit, only one of us has been able to use it at a time. So now we have this other space. It's great because we can both work in a set work space because i work in the studio space i think i'll work there a lot yeah 100 percent. but so like in the same way that the first office space was a game changer because it meant we could break out of the flat the second office space and the studio space is now a game changer because it means that none of us need to work in the flat mm. we've both got our own dedicated space and we've got an amazing high class studio to shoot video content which i think was really missing yeah so, so one of them's kind of got more like you can sit and there's a sofa Mm. And then the other one's just lighting in a desk. <laughs> and a desk and a very and a metallic chair. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, if you think about our business is so, you know, the investment in not just the space, but like the quality of the video content, because our, our businesses, basically, a lot of it is video content, right? Mm-hmm. Like if it's training material, uh, that's video content. Although a lot of my training materials recorded Zooms, but whatever, like there's other bits as well. And if you're just shooting it just on a ring light with a plain white background, it just doesn't look as good, right? Yeah, I think, I think one, having to shoot, I was doing a lot of um, my filming in the flat. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to just have everything set up. So I think in terms of like making it as easy as possible to be as efficient as possible, yeah. step into the space, it's all ready to go. I can just start right now rather than kind of... I mean, it was because it was a ring light. It wasn't really a big setup here, but it still just feels nice, mm-hmm. like uh, to to kind of work work walk into an environment that is made for yeah. doing that task. And yeah, like you said, but we're, we're digital uh, coaches, exactly. And so all of our like our classrooms are basically yeah. the content we put out, apart from our Zoom sessions. Mm. So we both thought that it was, that's how we improve the quality of what we're doing. That's how we make yeah. it, you know. But we, we don't have a studio space that we're inviting people into. That definitely not now. Um, so we can make the videos better. So what, um, so what other things do you think are you looking to in the, in the next sort of six months to a year to invest in, on, in, invest in for your business? If we're talking about the studio space being an investment and improving the quality. Experts. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. I want other experts. What do you mean? Uh, in, on my programme. Yeah. With really specific fields of knowledge. Nice. So how would that, like, explain how that would look? Uh, well, getting someone who's got a specific niche mm. that they know about to, to be one of the coaches. So how do you know when it's the right time to do that? When <laughs> the money says it is. So yeah, but do you have like a number which is like, okay. No, I don't. Because mm. then it's hard to know, right? That's what, that's what I'm getting at. It's like, how, like this, this studio space was easy to, 
No, because it was like, what if someone takes it? It's right next door. It may have been like slightly too early to double our, our outlay for office space, but it was a great opportunity. So do you just like, how do you know when's the right time to invest in these things? Is what I'm getting at. Well, do you have the answer? Mm, yeah, I guess you try and say, look, when we're earning, when we're, the revenue's this much, we invest in this thing. When the revenue's that much, you invest in that thing, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what else would you look to invest in? I think that's the main thing I've thought of. What about yeah. you? Mm, probably more extensive advertising. Yeah, probably like a much, a much more official approach. I don't run any ads at the moment, mainly because I'm not needing to, but then the new business is so reliant on me. If I like was ill for a, a week or so, everything would stop in new business-wise. I don't think that's very good. Um, so yeah, definitely that. And also I think like I'm quite looking for a, a position of someone who's, I would call like a head of membership for my programme, sort of to take, right, take care of all the, the communication to members, make sure every, all members are like happy and enjoying themselves or engaged, which would let me focus on the new business part, but also just the training part. I think that would be good as well but I don't know you know how much I want to spend on that or when I want to spend on that and things like that really mm. so you don't have a figure either mm, I think for yeah I think I do for the ads I think I uh, there's a number that I have in mind for when I want to switch all of my new business to purely like ads to webinar and then conversion from that way um, but yeah not until not for a while, I don't think. Just because I want to be able to spend quite a lot of money on it and make sure it's working and, and tweak it and things like that, you know? And also maybe get someone to do it for me. But that is the investment then, isn't it? Yeah, that and the ad spend, obviously. <clears throat> so yeah, those two things. But then when it comes to like a head of membership, it's like, how much do you want to spend on that person? Do you want them to be full-time? Do you want them to be remote? Do you want them to be in the UK? Do you want them to be close to us? Like, that's quite a difficult one as well. Yeah, I think with some of these things, like, you have an idea, like, when you ask what I'd invest in, hmm. I think, I, I, for myself, and maybe I should have uh, a figure in my mind, but there's just so many different things you're doing, and I'm not at that point yet. Like, I'm not close to that. Hmm. So, to me, there's, like, a lot of other things to be focusing on before that. And like you said, you can't always know. I think when you get closer to the point of doing it, like head of membership, then you really have to finalize, okay, how is this gonna work? But beforehand to make really specific decisions about that mm. would be really hard to fix yourself down to something because by the time you get to that point, your, your perspective's already changed a lot because it's changing always. So what do you mean? Like, if I said now I want a head of membership and it's going to oh, work exactly yeah. like this, or, at this, um, yeah, let's have that example, um, but I'm not anywhere near that right now, mm. then when I get to it, if I'm, I'm probably not going to make the same decisions as I you would reckon? have thought right now. Yeah. Maybe some of them, but I don't think it's, I think there's possibilities and options you might, uh, like, talk about or bring bring to your own mind, but I don't think fixing it yeah yeah yeah. at yeah. that specific point i mean to be honest even with the office i don't think we'd hit the point 
of like, this is when we're gonna um, invest in bigger space. It just, timings happened that the space next to us is free. So that's what I mean. Yeah, Things exactly. happen that like you aren't aware of or you can't foresee because it wasn't part of our plan to get a new space. It wasn't. In right fact, now. I think like the few days before, we'd looked at this sort of stuff. Where are we investing? What point are we investing at all this stuff? And we basically agreed, just don't do anything until we get to Bali for a month or whatever. Do that. Um, and then come back and then reassess because that was like our goal from the start. And then about three days later, we were like, should we get the office? Okay, yeah, let's get the office. <laughs> so yeah, it's hard to stick to, I guess. Yeah. But that was an opportunity though. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I just think sometimes it's hard to know things. I mean, I know I know what areas I want it to grow in, and I guess the reason I don't have a specific figure for things is because it's still not completely clear in my mind how I'm going to do it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but and it still feels quite far away, to be honest. It yeah. really feels like uh, there's a lot of other things I need to be focusing on right now in order to get closer to that point. I know I'm not near it, although I don't have a figure in mind. So what do you think when someone's starting up? Because um, the thing is, I think when you're starting a coaching business, like I always thought, and I think this is true, I think maybe I did it wrong, but like I think when you start up a coaching business, it's very low startup costs. Like really, what do you need? <clears throat> you need a laptop, obviously. You might need a few subscriptions to like Kajabi or Thinkific or something. <clears throat> Maybe it's Calendly or I don't know, some, some, a few subscriptions. But really, to start a coaching business is low startup costs, right? So what do you think are the first things you do invest in as a coach? Like if you were, to, if you were speaking to someone who's just starting their coaching business, like what would you say are the key things you need to invest in up front? Well, are those things... Yeah. I'd say some of the subscriptions, knowing which platform you're going to use. Yeah. Um, and possibly, I'd also say a coach. I think that's exactly what I would say. And to, there's so much information on the internet, which is amazing. Obviously, it's incredible. Mm. Um, but I do think that a way you move forward is if you only listen to one train of thought, one school of thought on mm-hmm. something, because otherwise you just get really, really confused. And I think just having one person say, this is the way we do it. Yeah, there's lots of other ways. We're going to do it this way and that yeah. will work. That's what kind of gleams the results. And we've both seen that through our own experiences, even though we've been following different yeah. coaches ourselves. I think I think that, that would be... I agree. Uh, find a programme that you think really speaks to you but here's the weird thing about that i completely agree i think the the one thing the big obviously you need to invest in small things like maybe you do invest in the small office space or a working co-working desk or whatever um but the big investment you should make first is coach but here's the thing neither of us went looking for ours no both of ours found ours through ads through great marketing from their side that's true so what do you do like because i don't think I just don't know if you if you go looking for them, you're just gonna find the coach who has the best SEO. Really, aren't you? Yeah, but then they're probably doing quite well. Maybe. Maybe. Do you know what I mean? Like if they're if they've got really good SEO and they're getting lots of clients, it's probably could be a good coach. <laughs> yeah, no, that's probably true. 
depending on what you're looking for, you know. And also the, the thing is, there's a lot of, if you, you might just want a straight up business coach or, or a straight up online business coach, but you might want someone who's very specific to what you do. So I've seen people um, who help people do online yoga classes, you know, and so you could mm. get how to have your online yoga business. And so you could find someone oh, who's yeah, specifically true, true. doing what you're doing. And also talking about ads. Once you start searching these things, you will get ads. That's true, actually, yeah. So maybe <laughs> and do so a few you'll searches. see a selection of people. That's a great, that's a great point. Yeah, that's what you should do. If you do. use Facebook, that is. You should, yeah, search, search like, I, I, I would always go for like a niche, a coach who's in a close niche to you. So like, for example, if you're, if you're like, uh, yeah, great example, fitness coach, don't go and work with someone who coaches business coaches. Like, go and work with someone that coaches business, fitness coaches because they'll just give you that little edge, that little bit of insight. A lot of my um, clients come to me after working with business coaches that know nothing about agencies. Right. And they hate it because there's just that, that little bit of lack of understanding. Yeah. You've got to really be immersed in marketing departments and in agencies to really be able to understand how agencies work. And so I would say the same. Like find, but yeah, that's what you do. Google and search on Facebook and Instagram and click on loads of things about like your niche coach and then they'll come to you. But you have to have a Facebook account to see the ads because these are on Facebook ads. The way yeah, I course. see adverts. Yeah, true. Not everyone uses Facebook. Probably should though if you're going to be a coach, right? Online coach. Facebook's a pretty good tool. Yeah, a lot of advertising is done through Facebook. Yeah. And like Facebook profiles, really useful. Like I think Facebook's. But anyway, that's a good point though. They'll just come to you eventually, right? Yeah. Like God knows what um, what ads and stuff I would have clicked on for Taki to come to me in the end, but it worked, and I'm really pleased that it did. Yeah, it's true though. Neither of us were like, I need a coach. I think I knew I needed help, you know. Hmm. Um, but I wasn't really specifically the thing. The thing I actually signed on to wasn't a coach. True. It was a platform mm. and it had some trainings on it on how to kind of get the most from yeah, the platform. Which was really good, though. Which I wasn't anticipating. And that's actually been the thing that I've taken from it. That's the thing that I hold mm. more valuable. You don't even use a platform. It's the trainings that are super, have been like really, really helped me. And now I'm on like a, another thing with them where I get, where there is coaching. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, for me, who was like completely like, I don't know how to do yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Or this business. It was super, super helpful. The thing so, is, yeah. you hear this from like, you know, you'll see ads for coaches on, on Facebook and stuff all the time. And they'll all be saying something like, you know, you know, you've got two options. You can try and work it out yourself or you can listen to someone who's been there and done it and saved you years and years. It's just true. Yeah, but you hear that and you're like. I know. And, yeah. I, and, and honestly, I don't know. Like, I think. But it is true. It I mean, true. I mean, too much. Like, I don't know. So loads of people think there's just people out there scamming people. Uh, you know, if you go to any sort of agency owner, coach, advert, and you go to the comment section, you'll just see loads of horrible comments about how they should stop scamming people and all this. I just don't see how they are. Like, I just don't. I just this idea that coaches are all out there running ads in order to scam people. Like, it's just not a good business model. The, the only way a coach grows their business is by having loads and loads of great examples of great results they've got. 
very short-term business model if you're taking loads of money off people and then giving them no, no results. So I just don't really buy this whole scam culture thing mm. that people do. So I guess what I'm saying is if you're worried about being scammed, just don't be. I just don't see... I don't know. I just don't see I that I don't think happening. you can talk for every single no, that's true. person who's true. got a business on the internet. Um, but that's why I think it's important to... to think who can best serve you and who you build a rapport True. with and who understands your needs of yeah. your specific market because that's really helpful yeah the chances are if you're in a if you're in a sales process with someone and you don't even feel like you are and you're just enjoying the process that's a really good sign if at any point you're in your you know getting into someone's ecosystem and it's like this is feels really uncomfortable this feels really salesy or pushy it's just not the right thing for you does that make sense yeah, I mean, I think it's fine for it to be obvious that it's selling. Yeah, but it might feel quite comfortable, it might feel quite authentic. It feels pushy, you don't have to do anything you don't want to. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. But yeah, I think you're right, that's exactly what I would say. Invest in coaching first. Yeah, we've both found it really, really helpful. And it's also like, have, if you, have you ever had this example, this, <laughs> this experience, sorry, uh, at school, where... <laughs> Um, you're paired up with someone to do a specific project and they are really bright and really efficient and really good at working. Yeah. And you notice when you work with them, you also, Mm. you level up. Mm. You're like, oh, this is, I'm working way more efficiently. My brain's much clearer Mm. right now. And I had that at school when if I'd be paired with people who were like really high achieving, um, like something different would trigger work in my brain I said that's amazing and I kind of feel like uh it's the same with the coaches is that obviously it's the material but also it kind of gets you into that mindset of being like on the front foot not like oh I hope I'm gonna put that out and sit back and hope it works you start becoming way more like okay no this is my control no I'm gonna change this you just your your whole mentality just Mm. changes and you kind of know the parameters of where you need to be working at. Definitely. Because you, you see it from their energy and what they're putting out. And I think that is really valuable. 100%. And you said this to me before. It's like, if you are give Like, nothing... Basically, nothing works first time, right? Like, even if it's the best sales script or marketing funnel or webinar, whatever, you're never going to execute it perfectly first time. So it means you're going to have a period of little failure before you start getting success. If it's someone else's model that they've told you this works every time or this works with everyone eventually, your, your ability to stick with it is much higher. That is so Whereas true. If it's yeah. your thing and you've just cooked it up and then you have that period of failure at the start, which you always do, doesn't matter what it is, think about your first pancake you're much more likely to say this is just crap. Yeah. Because it's my thing and no one's ever used it before and I probably just missed the mark. So like, it, I think when you're working with someone, you're taking someone else's strategies, your levels of persistence are higher and I think persistence is a massively underrated uh, sort of skill mm. when it comes to succeeding at stuff. That's, this is why, I, I'm sure I've said this before, but the, the cold casting uh, process Mm-hmm. Reminds me of all of that. Well, and sculpting. Yeah, and sculpting. So explain that. Um, so when you're sculpting, uh, when you're cold casting a piece and you've made the mould 
and you do it with um so i'm thinking of like a resin bronze thing and, wow. and you've done that and you've fiberglassed it and whatever you've done to make it strong and you pull it out the mold and you're like ah oh, that does not look very good really well i always thought that mm. um and so just basically along your thing so i i, I was working with my godfather who's a, who's a sculptor and um i, I do quite very a few famous sculptors to be said him. yeah he's amazing um yeah and it was awesome working together and um anyway so if i'd have been doing that for myself right and doing cold casting without someone telling what it's to do and i pulled it out of the mold mm. at that point i i probably be like this is not good like oh, i've messed it up i maybe leave it and start again i'll be like oh the sculpture's not very good or whatever but the reality is it's just not finished mm. and having someone else there who you've seen their work, you mm. know that they have the knowledge Got it. and they're not freaking out at all <laughs> when they see it and then you carry on. And basically when the, when it comes out of the mould um, and you haven't wire-walled it, it's really matte and really flat. So none of the light's reflecting off of it mm. in the same way as when you wire-wall. Even just the wire-walling, you're like, oh my God, it looks so different. Right. Um, and then when you put the patina on and all these other things and it's just not finished. Yeah. But it'd be so easy to uh, write it off Yeah. at that point um, because it doesn't look great and you think that's a, the, the finished thing. So basically what I'm saying is you can't, <laughs> when you don't let things go all the way, and give them the chance to to really 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 play out it might not even be that you failed it might be fine it's just not finished yeah true um and i think that's like such a huge huge lesson and basically what you to go on what you're saying with the coaches is yeah i think if you didn't have someone who had the knowledge and said that's completely normal and it's still gonna work yeah then it's much easier to just like uh, throw away what you've done and say, well, that's not working. Why am I going to spend all my time doing something that's not working? That's crazy. So I'm going to push it aside. But having someone saying, I know this works, allows you to, to keep going forward in that process. Yeah, I think persistence, <clears throat> persistence plus like analysis plus iteration and then persistence again. Like So like constantly keeping on this on the same track, but constantly analysing and tweaking things, but not changing your strategy sticking with the strategy but tweaking it is really important to like anything and generally speaking i think one one of the mistakes that um you know uh young business owners when i say young business, i mean like not necessarily in terms of age but like the time they've earned their own their business basically me at the start of this journey was you try something for two days and think screw that it's not working try another thing for two days screw that it's not working try another thing and like nothing gets done, like nothing, no results will ever come from that. Whereas like a bit of persistence doing the same thing for a long period of time and you start to tweak it and like, you know, even like two, three, four weeks into that process and you've got a really nicely oiled machine of whatever process it is, which is working really well because you've been looking at it, you stuck with it and you've been improving it. So a word that you said there, which I think is vital to that recipe working is tweak tweaking it yeah exactly and i think if you're just repeating and doing the same thing without being like consciously aware of the process <clears throat> and where it can get better um and what you can 
do to improve it and you just keep repeating the same thing without kind of on autopilot yeah i don't think you'll get the same results but it's doing the same thing with slight tweaks and slight upgrades 100 percent. yeah it's so important like obviously advertising that's a classic one right yeah like you put ads out you're constantly monitoring performance doubling down on what's working removing what's not um <clears throat> yeah i think it's really really important <clears throat> but that's what a coach will give you is that ability to sort of have a bit more faith and go through that first week or two of nothing's happening because that happens right you put stuff out there for like a week or two is just not working <clears throat> yeah it's very normal stuff. yeah exactly very very normal to do something and then no one no one else is excited about it or knows about it <clears throat> exactly so basically, this whole episode is about just get a coach. Yeah, it wasn't meant to be about <laughs> no, that. Not at all. <laughs> um, it's really meant to be about investing in business in your in your business. And but that is one of the forward. best investments. Like I honestly, that's not so probably actually that's the the only re, apart from the paid advertising model. That's the big investment I want to make is to pay more money to the guy that I'm working with at the moment to go to another level of his coaching. And it's a serious investment, but like that's what, that's how you hooked you get to it. When you see a coach getting you results, you just wanna be around them. You just wanna be in their, in their world. Mm. <clears throat> if anything, just to feed off their energy as well. Yeah. You know, and the energy of the people in the group as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's um, <clears throat> really important. And I think also like when you, <clears throat> Or you spend so much time on your, on your work when you're trying to figure out your business and, and make it successful that if you can invest in ways to make it more enjoyable, more efficient, just better quality, like you want to. Mm. There's so many things mm. that were like, oh, I wish I could spend money on this or I wish I could put more into that. Like so many, so, so many, so many. Um, so actually it's an interesting thing because I think when you earn money, you wanna you want to put it back into the business. Yeah, you exactly. Want to put a lot, of, like as much as you can, into it. I you... wonder if that's because, but I mean, like now, there's nothing to spend it on. I wonder if that's just because. Ah, that's such a good point. Like I, yeah. I would, I would also love to go and go on spend a holiday. A, spend a weekend in a five star hotel with you, but um, you know, there's nowhere to go, so <laughs> you know, there's not even it can't even go to the pub, which for British people is a travesty. Yeah. We don't even drink that much, but still love a pub. You're right, actually. Yeah, it's like, oh, you just want to spend money on your business. Yes, when there's no, nothing there's else. There's nothing to spend else. On. Yeah, you did, fortunately, you don't have to pay to go for a walk around a, around a park. Yeah. But I think also you still, I, I imagine there'd be more, uh, more other things, more other th wow, I really can't speak today. Other things that you want to spend money on, but I still think... Maybe it's just allowed us to focus more. I don't think it. we've ever spent as much on Amazon as we have in the last six months. Oh my god! There seems to be permanently an Amazon person at the door. Like you could just like if I walk downstairs now, there's probably an Amazon person waiting to deliver something for us. So here's a question: <laughs> yeah. Do you think that sometimes buying more stuff for work gives you the illusion of progression? Oh, 100 percent. So do you think we're in danger of that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if. What do you mean? Give me an example by buying something, though. Lights. Hmm. 
That's a bit different because I've already upgraded like the videos in my program. Yeah. So I think that is progress. But like, so what I used to think, so I used to, I'm not sure if this is buying, but I used to like, I used to be like, right, I'm going to spend the next week or so getting, making the perfect webinar script. Mm. Because I think, right, that's going to solve everything. Didn't consider I need to get people on the webinar. I need to be able to actually sell what I'm doing and deliver it. And I need to have something to sell on the other end. Right, so sometimes I would dig into micro micro projects, and that would make me feel like I'm progressing. Mm. Whereas now I don't even I just keep it so simple, and only if I'm gonna go into something like that, I'm gonna have like a plan to really implement it. So I don't know if buying stuff, um, but maybe like getting like new software. Like I, I for a while I thought if I get as soon as I get ClickFunnels, I'll be a millionaire. <laughs> Because Russell Brunson said I would. He said so in his book. <laughs> so. so so I thought I'd press the button to subscribe and then a million pounds would just pop into my account. Actually, it was the other way around. Money left my account really fast. Um, but stuff like that, definitely. I don't think I feel like that anymore, but definitely like for like the two or three years prior to having anything to sell or having any sort of business whatsoever, that would definitely be a problem for me, yeah. Mm. You? Yeah, I, I, I think it possibly could be. I think I'm really excited and happy about the things that we've invested in this last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. I think just trying to keep a macro, I mm. like visual on it. On. Yeah, what can sometimes feel maybe like progression, and I don't know if we've done that. It's just an interesting concept to think of. I think what I think this is maybe a hack around that. Is percolate an idea in your mind for at least a month before you pull the trigger. So, like, if you're like, like we're going to get a studio. But we didn't do that. No, we did, though. We've always talked about a studio. Yeah. We've I always talked so. about that. We talked about different permutations. We talked about getting a bigger yeah. office space with a half studio, half office. Yeah. We did percolate that idea. For me, I, I was very close to going out and putting out an ad for this head of membership about two weeks ago. And instead, I just wrote it all on the board. I look at it every day. Do I want them to do that? How would they actually fit in? Every, yeah, every day I'm yeah. conscious about, mm, this could be a job for the head of membership. How much is that person worth? Do I want them to be here? Can I be virtual? Whatever, right? I think maybe a hack around that is to percolate an idea for a, for a month. And probably, at the end of the month, you'll, be a much, you'll have a much better idea of what you want that thing to do. So that's interesting. So maybe I should actually be much more... Well, you know, with the expert thing, I have tried to be specific yeah. in my mind. I have tried to think of figures and I never... Yeah, but, I just feel a bit like I don't know. Yeah, but here's, but then get actual people. Think, yeah. right, this is my first person. Yeah. This is how I've negotiated the cost with them. Yeah, I think that's what that's going to be. That. That's the way to do it. Really yeah. percolate, like... So it's like, you know, it's proper... By the time the idea's out, it's proper crema coffee. It's not like... Just water and beans and filter. I think that's it. Sometimes that even... Oh God, there's so many things that you, you're doing and blocks that you're, you're unaware of. And I think when for myself, when an idea is so exciting to yeah, me, yeah. that I also kind of like half look at it and half look away because mm. it's there, but I'm not just like, okay, full attention, what do you need to do to get there? Because it's a bit like looking at your finances, you know, when you haven't for ages, you're like, we're talking about you can have your head in the sand... 
in our episode before, but it's better to just look at it straight on yeah. and deal with the facts. And I could definitely take that advice a lot more with things that I want to do. Like, okay, we'll know exact, find information yeah. to know exactly how much this is going to cost. Go out and seek it. Definitely. So, Make I'll, it real. Do that. Like, what's, it, what's that Tony Robbins thing? If you want to buy a car, go to a car dealership, mm-hmm. right? I, d- I don't think I don't think he's saying if you want to buy a car just go and spend all your money on a car he's saying make it real like see what you can afford yeah. see what's out there and I think like that's so much more likely to happen and happen well if you know exactly what the outlay is going to be yeah I think for you just get a hit list of three people your top three yeah in ranked order negotiate prices with them yeah and then off you go you've got a studio to shoot the content with them as yeah, well I know. one day of shooting so it's yeah, exciting, it's, right? it is exciting and I think that's what the studio has given us is like okay we've got these other options moving forward yeah. um, definitely in, in terms of collaborating with people it feels very cool in the future when we can when the restrictions are lifted to be like we've got space mm. um, we can you know take care of all of that side of things For sure. which is really really cool uh, gosh there's so much to think about <laughs> That's why this podcast is so self-serving. But like, like, my yeah. brain's like, this is also another problem I have. I'm like on one track and then another idea comes out. My brain's like running between the two. Mm. And I just can't focus. And you know how I know I do that? It's because there's always about 15 tabs open on my laptop. Oh, no, I'm the same. Because I'm like that. Oh, no, remember that. Oh, remember that. I remember that. And I end up doing, I'm doing like five things at the same time. Rather than finishing one. I can, feel a, I can feel a productivity episode coming on. <sighs> procrastination and productivity. I don't know if that's procrastination, though. Definitely can be. Like, oh, I, I, this task looks a bit boring. Oh, but there's that other task I want to do. No, I don't mean like that. I mean like, oh, remember you need to do that old quick... Because it's like kind of right. short fire things. But So an, a really clear example of this, mm. what I'm talking about in a tangible, in-person sense, is our wedding. Mm. And when we were setting up the oh, decorations... Yeah. And we have amazing friends and family who are helping us decorate the place before the day. And any time we had a whole list of like, Can you tasks say, to do. At this do. point, one of my only requests with this thing, I was like, yeah, sure, Kira, let's not pay someone to do the decorations. You can do them, but I just don't want to be doing them the day before in a really stressful way. And guess what happened? Oh, you only knew, we knew we could only do it the day before. Mm-hmm. Just saying. So... We had a list of things to do, and I mean, it didn't help that it was torrentially raining. Yeah, so anytime you went outside, you were like completely, completely wet. But um, we had a list of things to do. Clear. So I'd be doing a task, you'd be doing something, and our friends would be doing something. Anytime someone new came in, obviously like huge hi and hello and hug, and then they'd know, want to know what to do. So then I'd have to look on the list, look at a task, and then start showing them what to do. Yeah. And that kept happening. So I ended up being like, I feel really busy, but I've done nothing. And you were like, Kira, just focus <laughs> on one task. Because I was just like running around, dipping into people's tasks. And that's what I ended up doing. To be fair, I think you'd be forgiven for on, on the day before your wedding day. Yeah, but I'm saying I still do that with like yeah. tabs. I'm like, oh, this, this, this. And then I'm like, I caught myself the other day and I'm like, Obviously, this is taking longer because you're trying to do three, three, you're on an active campaign, Calendly, and Typeform and something else. You're in a live chat with someone on one of those things and you're doing them all at the same time. 
<laughs> so your brain's boggled. I think what ha happens with that is when something takes a bit longer than it should, like you're loading or something, you just flick onto another oh, thing. Oh, that's a, that is exactly what happens. Yeah. Like waiting for live chat's classic. But anyway, this is a talk for another day. Um, in on the frame, in the context of like investing in your business and things like that, what's your final reflection? Okay, so on the pivot side to the question on do you think you can give yourself the illusion of progress by mm. investing, on the flip side to that, I think I'm someone who uh, definitely was more on the um, like careful side mm -hmm. when it comes into to investing in my business. My kind of, the fact that I even asked that question, my brain kind of goes to it, but do I really need it? Yeah. Like, am I being like flippant or you know also kind of this weird thing which i think we spoke about months ago of that need to feel like you're doing everything yourself so kind of feeling like i'm shirking some kind of responsibility if i invest things or it's a luxury to invest yeah. in things um something that i've learned is it's really really important to invest in things i i'm now i'd say a few months ago maybe a year ago making um joining a, a website on a subscription basis even if it wasn't that much would be like a oh, yeah. serious decision for me i'd be like <laughs> true oh, do i need to do that i'd probably talk to you about it it'd probably be really cheap and i'd be like do you think i'm being responsible by 12 doing 99 this? a month and it's just <laughs> can i afford it do you think it's okay <laughs> <laughs> um and that obviously obviously one that's a real energy zap and you should i should be able one should be able to make decisions mm. like that on their own um but two all these things have like they're just so helpful i would be nowhere near the point yeah. that i am now if i didn't invest in things and so i think it's really important to basically you're trying to get your business done any help that you can get to make that happen more quickly mm use it and actually that is part of your responsibility as the business owner is to find ways to get support to make that happen more easily that's also part of the True. role that's how mm. i see it now mm. uh is that it's my job to make sure that this is as easy as possible that i am finding the most efficient way there's so many different things to think about um so i've definitely learned that i watched um one of uh, a webinar, I guess, uh, years ago, you'll remember this one. And there was one thing that they'd said or something that stuck out, or maybe it was in one of their ads that I thought was really interesting. And I wasn't not at this point at all. And they said their business wasn't working and they were putting loads and loads of hours into it, really, really working hard and it wasn't getting anywhere. And then they made one change and it worked. And that change was delegating. Mm -hmm. And Obviously, someone I don't think I'd started my business then, or it would have been very early days. And I was like, okay, well, how do you delegate? How do you have the money to do that? Yeah. But now, kind of being forward, I, I understand that, that actually you cannot do all of those things yeah. without putting some investment somewhere. So it's a long final thought, but. Um, no, it's good. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's really important to find resources if, it's, if, if you're not either people to help. Or resources that I found Active Campaign so helpful yeah. in terms of making the, the customer experience so much better in a way that I don't have to send each individual thing. 
um, and it's doing it for me and it's just like lifts a huge weight. Yeah, I think that's it. I think if there's, if you have to run it through like, should, what should I invest in through a prism or through a filter, basically ask like, is it gonna improve my business and the quality of my work? The quality, not the efficiency, the quality. And then the second question is the efficiency thing. Is it gonna make things quicker and easier? And if you, if you wanna see, of all, of all the things that you wanna, you've, you've got like a list of things you wanna invest in, run them all through that filter and anything with two yeses improves the quality and improves the efficiency, yeah. just go for it. If anything has one yes, maybe that's not just for right now, but if you've got a couple of things which is gonna improve the quality, improve the efficiency, just do it because you're kind of holding yourself back if you don't invest in them. Mm. And if it's a bigger investment, you're worried about it, use the sort of month percolation period to really see. I think that's more with like um, staff, uh, support, things like that, sort of percolate over those. Smaller things like software, subscriptions, things like that, maybe you can do that a bit quicker. But run it through that filter of quality and efficiency, I think it really works. Yeah, and I think also kind of knowing that money moves, like it's not kind of static, and so you need to be spending, I think, in order to be earning, Yeah. right? Like, yeah. I think there's kind of like an ebb and flow. So not to be so, so scared. I'm not saying like make huge rash investments, but not to be... Be more in the abundant mind, abundancy mindset. mindset. Yeah, I think, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well. <sighs> we covered our whole lives <laughs> in this one. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, well, nice to chat to you though. Yeah, we'll go, we won't talk for the rest of the day. So. <laughs> this is the only time we talk. <laughs> well, have a great day, everyone. Yeah, have a great week. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great week. <laughs>